You are now listening to Feeding Off Each Other. Oh, we're back for another one. It's Corona time. It's Corona time. I'm not on that tab. Hold on. It's Corona time. It's Corona time. Hey, it's Corona time right now. If you are watching, you will notice that Dave is still no longer here. He has the vid. But we've replaced him with a soccer bopper and a funny hat. (laughs) Dave, too. <laughs> Boom, and we're live. I don't, I don't. Sorry, I'll get off your angle, Dave. <laughs> I like how we're looking at the soccer bopper like it's a real person now. I'm like, say something. Should we just keep addressing the soccer bopper throughout the podcast? I think yeah, we should. I think so. Soccer Welcome bopper. to Feeding Off Each Other, the weekly podcast where we feed off the talent, humor, knowledge, and awesome stories of our guests and each other. Mm-hmm. I still haven't memorized this. You're I'm looking at my phone. Book. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm Matt Dennison, and I am joined, as usual, by poutine connoisseur Jason Lucas. Yes, that is me. <laughs> Very excited about our poutine video yeah, coming out actually, pretty soon. Oh my god, what, it might even be out now at the time of listening to this. It might be. This was why I strategically called you a poutine connoisseur. Oh damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope it is. That'd be nice. Yes. If not, it's coming soon. Yes, yes, yes. And we have a guest today. Mm-hmm. And yep. <laughs> we have an intro written. Did you also write Who's this one? Who's your when daddy? When you were, when, when you were like... <laughs> Not of the right state of mind. Seems like when you, that's when you write all your intros, Jason. When I'm tired? Yeah, when you're tired yeah. or hungover or something. <laughs> that's Just every day. states of mind, yeah. <laughs> Casual Tuesday. Uh, yeah, no, I was, a, I was of right mind, sound, and body. Yeah. So you're confident with this intro? I like this intro, yeah. Good. Yeah. I'm excited to hear it. I mean, hey, you shut up, guest. <laughs> hey, who was that? Who was that yeah. speaking? <laughs> no speaking until the intro's done. All right. Here we go, getting right into it. Today's guest is someone I'd consider to be an OG mountain bike filmmaker. This person was making videos documenting their mountain bike adventures with their friends before it was the cool thing to do on YouTube. If you're a longtime fan, you may know them from their parody of Lonely Island's I'm on a Boat, entitled I'm on a Bike, or their classic Crankworx Slopestyle recap videos that blew up on Pink Bike back when that was a thing. Since creating their second YouTube channel all the way back in 2012, they had one in 2006 first, they have amassed over 300,000 subscribers and millions of views. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jordan Boostmaster to the podcast. Hello, hello. Let's go. I'm I'm snapping. I'm snapping for you. He's here. The soccer bopper is uh, bopping for you as well. Awesome. There you go. That was a lengthy intro because I could tell that Jason knows a lot about you because yeah, there was I liked a lot it. there. It was good. Thank you. Yeah, I liked it. You you got the I'm on a bike VOD. That was my first VOD ever. Super hyped when that happened. Video re- of the day. I remember. Yeah. 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 VOD. What is VOD for the? Uh... Yeah. 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 Uh, video of the day on Pink Bike. They don't do it anymore. But um, yeah, that was a thing for a while back then. Um, that was 2009 when my I'm on a bike or I'm on a boat parody got VOD and. That was so exciting. I uh, I didn't even use pink bike that much at the time, but like I started to notice like, oh, all these people making videos and like I love making videos. So then I had this idea of like making I'm on a boat parody because everyone was doing I want a boat parodies at the time. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I got to do one. And then I put all this effort into it and I put on pink bike and I thought, wait, you could actually get video of the day. So I'd go to pink bike every single day to check the homepage to see if it was VOD for two months straight. Sure enough, two months later, there it was on the homepage as VOD. And I was just so hyped. I was so stoked. That was legitness. <laughs> yeah. 
I was just, I was like hooked on pink bike from that time forward. Cause otherwise I didn't consume as much like the, the mountain bike kind of media so much, but that got me into like pink bike. And like, I was just on pink bike every day from that point on <laughs> getting the VOD. Yeah. Was that your only VOD? No, I had like a handful in total, you know, like uh, what the quit bragging. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I had an awesome time. Hey, not as much as you guys, but uh, no, I think I had one. I had one. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. know. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like what I think like my Whistler slips out 2010 or 2011. I think they both, were VODs. I think there's a couple others. I forget. There's one called Freeride Mountain Biking. That was actually, I think, my most popular pink bike video. That got over 100,000 pink bike views, which is a lot for pink bike. <laughs> yeah. Like and nowadays, YouTube, you're like, oh, that's not that much. Back then, yeah. that was like this niche little mountain bike yeah. website that yeah. you would, yeah, small audience. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Why did they get rid of the video of the day? Because there's just too many videos and there's just like one person who has to look at all the videos every day and make that decision. I don't know. From, from what I could tell, like, because YouTube was being used way more, like, for uploading content, like, Pinkbike wasn't yeah. used as much. I uh, knew that, like, at a certain point, I could tell, like, the VODs, the quality was kind of starting to go down. It was more just corporate videos, from what I could tell. Mm. Like, just kind of more advertisements, and as opposed to, like, sick edits type of thing. That's how it was more at the beginning. Yeah. Right? And so I could tell it was changing, and then I kind of wasn't surprised that they kind of took it away. Because, well, the views were way down on them, too, I noticed. So I was such a nerd for like all these analytics and stuff and just like seeing how many people were actually paying attention to these videos and how many views they're getting. I could tell the views were going down over the years on the VODs, but uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the quality Whatever. dropped. I guess that's why, because people just started uploading to YouTube. Yeah. 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 One, one quick thing. Can you move the mic up? Is it just me or is the sound different than the last podcast? Mind I don't you? know. Can you like move move it like up should mine move up a bit? Maybe maybe talk like this <laughs> directly. Like should, should, like should we just turn this into ASMR? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm just tripping out. Um, yeah, yeah. So Jason gave you the title here of OG. What did you say? OG mountain bike filmmaker. We were talking about like the first time we came across your videos. Man, that was a long time ago. Two thousand. Iron or six, ten or something. Yeah, like, even okay. Like yeah, early. Two thousand six is when I got my first camera. That's, or yeah, that's when I started to make my first little little bike edits and put them on YouTube and Pink Bike kind of thing. <laughs> like yeah. to put that into perspective, 2006 is when YouTube started. That yeah, was or like, actually, yeah, 2005. And then yeah, 2006 I made <laughs> well, my first. I go fuck my first myself. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, yeah. actually, yeah, that soccer bopper might know more yeah. on YouTube than you. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'll just play the fart. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Were you uploading in 2006? Yeah, I was. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, that's when I started yeah. to make my first kind of bike videos. Before that, I was, like, playing with stop motion stuff and just dumb, stupid videos with my friends and stuff. And then, because I was into mountain biking, I thought, okay, well, let's combine it and whatever, right? But, you know. So, you, you combine stop motion and mountain biking? and put No, it no, no, I just mean, like, filmmaking and mountain oh, okay. biking. That, that idea. But, yeah. So, you were uploading bike stuff in 2006? Yeah. At the end of 2006. Oh, wow. I made a few little things. Yeah. Do you know of anybody else who was uploading bike stuff primarily on YouTube? Or? On YouTube? Uh, on YouTube? That, YouTube? Did yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. I know Sam Pilgrim was also one of the original um, guys putting stuff on YouTube. I don't know about that long ago, though. Mm, Maybe not that long ago. I don't think so. I feel like... Yeah, I forget. At that time, there was no, like, I guess career path or, like... Mm -hmm. Like, why would you kind of thing if yeah, exactly. you're a pro mountain biker, mm -hmm. yeah. you're just going to do races or contests yeah, or yeah. like media magazines even back then mm -hmm. and, or, or movies. So YouTube is still this like new frontier. Yeah, yeah. Social media wasn't even really, it hadn't blossomed like it has now. 
Yeah, because it, it was just for fun for me. Like it was just an outlet to express myself because I'm a pretty creative mind kind of thing. So I, it was just a way to express myself. I just loved like editing and creating audiovisual pieces, you know. And so music is a big inspiration for me too. Um, as you kind of tell in some of my older edits on Pink Bike and stuff, just I edited straight up to the music. Like the music is what helped me see what to film in the first place kind of thing. So that kind of idea. And um, yeah, it was just a cool way of expressing myself. And, you know. What was that first camera? Do you remember? Um, Canon Allura 100, a mini DV tape camera. Yes. Allura? Allura. Okay. Yeah, it was yeah, a little little thing. It was pretty good quality, actually. Like, it did 16 by 9 video, standard definition, but it, like a good quality standard definition. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, in 2006. Yeah, it was sweet. Wow. And uh, you, why did you buy that camera? With the intention of doing anything in particular? Filming just, any particular things? Yeah, just mountain biking stuff in particular, or just anything. Like, I've been wanting a camera for a couple years at that point. And uh, yeah, just to play around and make whatever I wanted. Yeah. So I guess mountain biking was your first true love then. Yeah. How, how did you, yeah. how did you get on I, two wheels? I guess like, yeah, I've been mountain biking for about 20 years now. So <clears throat> that would have been, I'm 33 now. So it was about, maybe I was 14 years old, maybe when I got my first bike, my first mountain bike, um, a Norco Wolverine, I remember. Didn't you have that, Jason? I had a Norco Sasquatch. Yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. basically same bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, before that, like I always rode like some BMX around. I like hit some jumps here and there, but like never, it was just whatever for fun as lots of kids did anyways. But then, um, yeah, it was like, it was grade seven. I started to like actually go to Ledgeview in Abbotsford uh, for mountain biking. Um, a friend who uh, came to school, he was a new guy at school and he was into big into mountain biking. And then, um, yeah, he just kind of invited some of us to, go to Ledgeview and uh I think I had have to like borrow a bike like or some rigid bike I think once I maybe took like a BMX up there but realized that really sucked but uh, just yeah I thought hey this is like super cool and then uh yeah I wanted to get a bike so then go to Norco Wolverine and then uh that was my first bike for a couple of years and I've just been in love with that ever since it's wild probably didn't have enough suspension on you because uh these days you're rocking uh <laughs> super monsters which is yep. like the biggest <laughs> sh shock ever in yeah, the history yeah. of mountain biking yeah <laughs> that that thing is amazing i'm super hyped on that bike actually <laughs> what what is it it's called the boost monster yeah so yeah i named it the boost monster um yeah just because it's got super monster forks 2003 um one of the only types of 12 inch travel forks out there i mean there was another kind from rissy the bigfoot um but uh yeah they're they're pretty rare forks you know um they didn't make them anymore and i can i guess kind of understand but it's like for me because i'd never got to ride them before i kind of missed some of those old school free ride days like so i got into mountain biking in like 2004 ish and um because i didn't consume that much like mountain bike media like just kind of what my friends were showing me i kind of missed some of these like sick videos from like josh bender and all these like crazy stuff and i didn't even know about like monster tees or like super monsters until only like maybe five years ago did i discover those and that was like at the time that i was getting into mountain biking i didn't even realize that that was a thing and anyway now i just think it's like super cool so now i kind of want to revisit some of that stuff and play with it and i think it's legitimately sick <laughs> and like 12 inches of travel i want to like i want to feel that out i want to i want to know its potential i want to know what i can do with it because like no one's doing that so it's unique and i actually think that like i can make a really fun bike out of it um i'm currently 
getting it uh, tuned, custom tuned actually from a moto shop um, out in Abbotsford. And um, we're doing some trial and error and I'm test riding it to see we're changing the shim stacks and everything. We're going to make it amazing, I think. So I'm well, why? What is that. it lacking right now? Yeah, it's a bit of a pogo stick at times. Um, a lot of people were saying that too. So okay. it's kind of weird. Like, so first of all, the springs are a little too stiff for me, for my weight. Um, so there's not enough sag. You can just tell. Plus, it's when you do like techie riding, it, it's, it's unstable, honestly. It's weird. Like, it's kind of stupid because it's like you sh- a ship fork like that shouldn't be like that. But honestly, like, it's great for doing jumps and landing stuff. It feels more fine. Once you get high speed on like rough terrain, it's unstable because the rebound is way too fast. Not enough damping. And then when we opened it up, sure enough, you see the shim stacks. It's like nothing. So we have to beef it out like crazy. Um, I've only just discovered the proper oil to put in there finally so that it, that can work normally. And then otherwise, yeah, we've got lots to do to make it feel normal, um, to make it feel good. Because I don't know, these old forks, it's like it's hard to know everything about them. It's old. Like so many people have different like opinions They're like, oh, you got to do this for the fork. This is, this is the oil, uh, blah, 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 set up like this. And it's like. I don't know. Some people were right. Some people were wrong. I'm accumulating all this information. And uh, yeah, we're, we're doing some uh, custom tunes where I'm going to test it out. And I think we're going to make it feel really good. So epic. I wish yeah. we asked you to bring it by because I want to put a leg over it <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and ride down our stairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Exactly. So for like the non-mountain bikers who are listening, because there are some of them, what, how do you describe the boost monster to someone you're just passing by on the street? um it's kind of like the biggest mountain bike that you'd probably see because it's like the tallest it's like way up high it's an old 2005 norco a-line frame with a 12 inch travel front fork 26 inch wheels so those are small wheels compared to modern mountain bikes and then uh, a longer rear shock so it's just a it's a tall it looks too short for how tall it is because yeah it is too short for how tall it is um it just looks really it kind of looks like a monster monster truck of a bike and, uh, oh my god, he on X Games mode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you got any attention from Merzoki? I mean, I they like, li- they like some of my posts on Instagram. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, it's pretty sweet. I feel like yeah, I'd yeah. love to. Uh, I don't know. There's someone there who would be like probably pretty enamored with what you're doing and be uh, supportive. Like, yeah. You, are you have you are you in need of any like old gear that only they might have, or are you fitting it with like custom stuff now? Yeah, because I don't know. I don't know that I need any more new gear necess- or old gear necessarily. Because um, I, yeah, like I found like, you know, I own two regular Monster Tees right now. And then the one Super Monster. Um, I've been able to find like new bushings for it. Um, new seals that I need to put in. Some guys out in Ukraine are currently building new stanchions for it. And they're also making an air cartridge for the Super Monster fork. What? How, ex- how did you get? Extremely exciting. How did <laughs> you get in contact with these people? Yeah, so through Pinkbike, really. Okay. Um, they made, you may have seen, they made some articles on Pinkbike about yeah. like um, some of the old school monster stuff, super monster forks and stuff. And so I was just like talking to the one guy, um, uh, Igor Faith. Uh, he's the one guy I've been talking to the most. And um, yeah, so he's from Ukraine talking about, uh, you know, trying to get the right material for new stanchions. And then they want to make a whole new air cartridge for it <laughs> instead of being coil sprung. Which would be really exciting so that's just so cool to me like <laughs> and then at the same time i'm doing this whole project it's it's things are kind of all kind of coming together and yeah we can kind of 
see what we can do with uh, with mountain bikes in a in a different way that the industry is not going. <laughs> so I kind of like standing out like that. Yeah, it's cool you know? going backwards. Yeah, I, people yeah. love to see that old stuff too. So. Yeah, have you taken it to Whistler Bike Park? Yeah, yeah, yeah. a couple times, a couple times. It is is generally a pretty good experience for the most part, but it could be better. Okay, <laughs> it could be better. I need to tune up. Like the suspension needs to get tuned up better. Probably, <laughs> probably you had a lot of attention people yeah yeah at you actually talking. yeah actually because i wrote it during crankworks tyler mccall seen it he's he like um said hi like yo that thing is so sick he's like can i take a picture i'm like yeah for sure and then it's funny because then i see him in rampage he did that like super monster graphics paint job on his fork and oh. uh yeah because he i guess he's been like pretty stoked on the whole super monsters and then uh yeah he's just uh Really just loved what I what I was doing with uh, when he see me at Crankworks so just in the lineup. He's like, dude, that bike is sick. I love the Super Monster Forks. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome to see like getting uh kind of like mechanical with your career now, not just the filmmaking. You're getting mm-hmm. hands on with with yeah. the uh, with all the mechanics of your bike. Wh- yeah. Where does all this come from? Like what was growing up like? Like where'd you get into all the kind of creative your creative side and Yeah, I mean, oh, I don't even know actually, I guess. Like because yeah, before I, for the longest time, I didn't really know anything about all these technical, mechanical stuff to do with bikes. It was more just kind of, I don't know, what felt right, whatever. <laughs> Only in recent years did I start to get like really technical about like, oh, geometry, I think I like this the most. And then I feel like I saw this progression in you. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. Bruce Master knows way more about bikes now than me. Yeah, because <laughs> like, I don't know, before I didn't know enough. I don't know, maybe I was more interested in like, just like the filmmaking side of things. And then maybe it's kind of like shifted a bit. I don't know, but like. Yeah, now I've just been really interested in just like the way that bikes are being made. I I don't know what that will all lead to, I guess. But it's like, for one thing, I don't really care for the way that bikes have been going in the industry. Like long, low slack. I don't know that I care about that so much. And then there are big wheels, 29-inch wheels. I don't really care about 29-inch wheels like at all. Like I've demo rode them just so not like long term, but just like briefly. I don't know. I don't really care for them. Um, 27.5 is fine basically but um and then like what there's maybe talks of like maybe 32 inch wheels which is just stupid to me <laughs> like no that's just dumb but like why why is it dumb you can't maneuver it like the agility is all gone mm-hmm. that just sounds not fun to me so like mountain biking is supposed to be fun for me so i mean we all have our different kind of styles and for me personally agility is a really fun thing about mountain biking is just like being able to like play with that bike that's so much fun to me and I also love suspension. Suspension to me is just so much fun. That's why I like the idea of more suspension. More suspension is more fun, honestly. And I don't know, it's just really cool. And big wheels, it's like they're kind of justifying less travel now because of big wheels. And I'm like, that's not fun. Like, Don't knock till you try it, Jordan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you probably would have said the same about 29ers when, well, I'm guessing you <laughs> hate 29ers too. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. But um yeah, I, that's kind of also why I have like rose-colored glasses for some of this old-school stuff where like more often they had 9-inch travel, 10-inch travel frames, you know, and they were totally cool with doing that and like making tanks of bike frames and like hitting drops, would, I guess, would be actually more of the thing to do because especially with the way they built the geometry, hitting drops was maybe more um, what those things were made for, which of course... Drops aren't as much of a thing nowadays anymore. Sadly. Mm. Yeah. I love drops. You gonna go I to, love drops. You're going to go to the jaw drop? <laughs> I don't think so. No. <laughs> Have you ever seen the jaw drop in person? Once, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd love to see it. 
You yeah, I didn't see it in person. It just looked from the videos. It just looked like too flat of a landing, anyways. Exactly. I don't know. It just didn't look even doable. <laughs> I don't think it's doable. We got to roll the clip over top of this right now. <laughs> yeah. Show people the jaw drop is. Yeah. So you don't know where your creative side came in, but uh, kind of curious of your upbringing, though. You're from Abbotsford? Yeah. Born and raised? Yeah, yeah. Born On the playground is where you spent most of your days? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, no, I, I liked it there. That's been good. And um, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe. I guess, yeah, I just, I love to, at a certain point, I just love to make videos and uh, play around on the computers and uh, all that kind of stuff. I love music, you know, being inspired by music and just, make those kind of things i don't, I don't what know. kind of a student were you oh i was just kind of super average like c's and B's. not just average super <laughs> average yeah, 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 yeah. i excelled as an average student <laughs> yeah 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 so i don't know like school i didn't i was just kind of whatever i didn't care that much for getting good grades it's just as long as i passed that's all that mattered basically for the most part i was good at like some math classes whatever but i don't know i was just there were so many things I wanted to do with life when I was younger. I wanted to be an actor for a certain point. Uh, that mm. was like a phase of like a few years. I did some background work actually. And what, um, what movies or TV shows? The the Supernatural was one of them. Oh, maybe you cross paths with our friend Byron, who was yeah, working yeah. probably uh, lighting. Yeah, possibly. And then the most biggest movie um, was Night at the Museum Two. I was in, <laughs> in the background. Um, I was in some scenes with Ben Stiller, so I like walked by Ben Stiller for like. Can we see you if we yeah. watch? Yeah, I'm. I remember. I'm 25. Dave, I'm watching about this. 25 minutes into the movie, something like that. Um, the Air and Space Museum is filmed in North Vancouver here, and uh, yeah, Air and Space Museum. That's what the in the movie. Oh, okay. That's what the scene was in, I believe. That's what the <laughs> he's pretending like I don't know, but he knows it's that uh, 25 minutes in the 13th frame <laughs> yeah, in the upper right <laughs> corner, and there's me. Yeah, I've actually. Don't forget. (laughs) I'm in like three different shots, I believe, which is kind of funny. Oh, nice! Did you get paid a pretty penny for that? I think it was just kind of the normal background work. I forget what it was. Was it the twenty dollars an hour at that time, or because sometimes it was only ten dollars an hour? I thought it was depended on what it was, and this was like you know over ten, fifteen years ago, right? So I don't know, but uh, I did that for a little bit, and my shoulder uh, was in the background of a uh canadian tourism commercial and i think i got like 300 dollars. nice just my cool. shoulder yeah cool, yeah cool wow. yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> what, what other but uh, yeah, so you're already transitioning me i was gonna circle back to what other movies i'm gonna just watch every movie where you're in the background <laughs> i don't know then it was just like lower like lower budget things like you don't even heard of or no one was called battle in seattle with charlie's they're on um, I didn't see that movie or anything. I just like I ran across something apparently. <laughs> when some you were just the guy who ran across. Frame. Yeah, I ran across frame basically with some other guys. <laughs> did you do the? Uh, did you ever peas peas and carrots? I don't know what that is. No, like when you're in the background and you you just kind of mouth peas and carrots because it looks like you're talking. Oh, I didn't do that. I no? actually pretended to be talking. <laughs> oh, you <would>. okay? <laughs> He's a method actor. Clearly. He's really good. <laughs> yeah. So you, you didn't pursue the acting. Um, yeah, I kind of phased out. And then, well, because, yeah, after high school, I did two different um, uh, schools. I did a film program and I did a mountain bike operations program oh, yeah. at Capilano University. So first it was the mountain bike operations program. So I lived in the Sunshine Coast. That was really cool for like a year. The year after that, I did a film program. And this is when I was still kind of sort of interested in acting. But then... I decided, yeah, no, I'd rather just be behind the camera. I like that more. So editing and cinematography, I was like big into that. This is like 2010 when I did the film program. 
12 months long. And um, at that point, I kind of, I started to see some potential like with YouTube, like some like my videos would get like a few hundred thousand views. I'm like, huh, this is cool. Wait, I a see- few hundred thousand views? And you're like, oh, maybe there's something here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of views. <laughs> yeah, in like 2010. Yeah, that's true. So it started to make me think like the potential there. So that's why I, I really started to work more on YouTube. At a certain point, I focused a lot more on YouTube than, than on Pinkbike by like 2012. And that's when I made this channel, Jordan Boostmaster, in 2012. I wanted to kind of fresh start um, from my other old channel, which was Biker Man 13. But um, yeah, like try to do it more professionally. But I mean, it still took quite a while to like make a living from that again. But yeah, I just kind of realized, I mean, I've always loved to work for myself. I don't like working for others. That's kind of one of the things like, I don't know. I just love that kind of freedom, you know, being working for myself, doing my own thing. And if I can make stuff that people really like, then yeah, it's going to take work. And it did take work. <laughs> Took a lot of time, right? How did you discover that you didn't like working for other people? Which jobs did you have in the past? I mean... I know one job that you had. Um, like, I, I worked at, like, you know, McDonald's here and there, a couple jobs. I, I delivered pizza for a while. Actually, I did enjoy that for the most part. I delivered pizza at Domino's. Sick. Why do you like that? It was fun because... Well, I love driving jobs, actually. Mm. So I love, like, the driving part of it. Um, you know, you get the tips. The money was pretty good compared to... Yeah, just other jobs. It was better money at the time. It was a pretty social job. So like I just made friends with the coworkers. So I really enjoyed that. And What's then, the average tip that you get when you deliver a pizza? Because I never know what to give. And sometimes I feel like I'm uh, yeah, I felt under tipping. Like, like, so this is like 2010 to 2015 that I was working there. I felt like average was around like three bucks. It was around like, yeah, it was around like 10 to 15%. was like pretty normal okay. to get pretty average. If you're on time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, of course, I was always on. Yeah. <laughs> He's a boostmaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know about your bread delivery job. Right. Right. Yeah. And so that was, well, that was early morning. So that kind of sucked because of that. But it was, I liked the driving part of it. It was good money, but super early mornings. I was delivering bread to Costco. That was in 2017. For, I did it for a bit over a year. And uh, yeah, then I was, the early mornings were too hard for me. I was waking up at like 2.30 in the morning. So that's. The Whoa. Night. That's not even the morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? what was your sleep schedule like when you're going to bed? Yeah. At that point, like going to bed at like 10. Because oh I actually God. tried to go to bed earlier, but I actually can't sleep earlier than that. Like yeah, I tried. That's hard. I really yeah. tried. I couldn't. So I'd get like three and a half hours, four hours of sleep. That was not very good for oh me. So God. Were yeah. you, so you were doing all that though to fund the passion of making YouTube happen? Or like was there, a, you were like, I'm working towards just making YouTube my full time job? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Cause like for at least that first, like in 2010, like after film school, it's like, uh, yeah, I got what did I do. I, I sprained my thumb or tore a tendon in my thumb. I was injured. I was like, I don't know. Just find some job. Started delivering pizza at Domino's. Um, but then, yeah, okay, let's, I have all these ideas for, for making YouTube videos. Right. I just, so I start to like film stuff and make videos. Um, at a certain point, it's like, well, I liked Domino's actually. So it's almost like, you know what? This is fine. That's like my job until like I can, you know, make more money from YouTube. Only making like a few hundred bucks a month on YouTube at the time. And it was kind of stagnant that way for a while, actually. There was like some growth until like, I don't know, 2014. And then it was kind of just stagnant. And I was starting to get kind of like depressed. I was playing more video games. I was like, I don't know. Is this even going to work? I wasn't sure if it was going to like turn into anything, honestly. I just wasn't seeing much results like in, in like 
by like 2016, it's like, I don't know, I've been getting the same thing. It's just the same results, nothing special. You know, I ended up breaking my wrist at the end of that year. That like really bummed me out. I uh, ended up going to New Zealand for three months. That was very good for me. Very good experience. I actually did a, a Cape and Ray Bible school there um, early 2017. And what was that? A what? A Cape and... Cape, Cape and Ray. Okay. And it's a Bible school program. So, um, yeah, which was very good for me. A lot of people actually did it for six months long. There's also like, if you heard of YWAM, Youth with the Mission, it's kind of a similar idea. It's a Bible school program. Cape and Ray is more school-based where you're in the classroom more so. But there's like different kind of outreach stuff. But it was a really positive experience, like just just for my life. That's where I kind of would just heal from my wrists and just kind of take a whole break from everything. And I actually really needed that to just really take a break from just making videos. I, I took my computer and was like going to edit stuff in New Zealand because I had like a bunch of videos to make, but I didn't work on them. And I'm actually glad I didn't mm. work on them. I, I needed just that break. Like I needed to just stop all of that for a while. But you brought it with you with the intention of editing yeah. when you had time. And then, yeah, I just didn't even have time and I didn't even care. It was fine. And it was just a really positive experience. Just so good. And then come back to Canada with just a kind of a renewed mind. Just like I really just felt so much better, more energized. And also it helped that, that year I was starting to meet some other YouTubers like uh, Brian BKXC and Seth by Cax. And that really like helped me so much with like my, my direction of what to do with my channel. Cause like I, I really started to change things up at that point. Like, okay, make things more story focused, story driven, you know, I'm going to do more voiceover and like, um, whatever, you know, play with music and stuff. And then, yeah, I really saw a lot of more success from that point on. So, and then I was working so much harder on it too, cause I just had more motivation. So that was really good for me. And then, uh, yeah, and then I just saw a bunch more success, and then finally I was able to kind of make a living from it. By like 2019, I quit my job. That was the bread pizza. delivery job. Uh, actually, it was. Uh, then I was delivering pizza at Panago for like a couple days a week. Okay, so hot butt. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Which I'm is technically bread. It just has tomato sauce. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I mean, yeah, that's kind of how it went. And then you know, started making a living from it, and finally kind of <laughs> figured out like, okay, now I know what I'm doing to like how to make stuff that actually is big enough, popular enough that I can make a living from it. That was really cool. That's, how, yeah, that's awesome. How confident were you? <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> how confident were you in quitting your job? Was that an easy decision? Was it a scary decision? Where were you at in that point in your life? It wasn't too hard of a decision. Yeah, I was, I, I was just kind of gauging the amount of money I was making. I was like, yeah, this is good enough, I guess. I think I waited to pay off debts because I then I got into debt again from when I like broke my wrist, went to New Zealand, spending money, not earning anything. Then I was in debt for like a couple of years and I fully paid that off. And then the money that I was seeing from both YouTube and then like I was making money from like Facebook ads and whatever, like videos on Facebook and, you know, making a Patreon page, things like that. Right. And then it's like, okay, make enough money. Yep. I can quit my job because i was only working a few days a week anyway so it wasn't even that much so no, it was a pretty easy de decision mm. it wasn't even that hard actually <laughs> so wait yeah. so did the do you think the videos got better or do you think you just realized how to monetize what you're doing better <clears throat> like the videos got better videos say okay. for sure. yeah yeah and i was just working harder at it and yeah i was getting more much more attention more views <laughs> yeah interesting, interesting. Yeah. where do you think we're at in this mountain bike youtube landscape 
Because I feel like the period that you were talking about, I mean, in my eyes, was kind of like a peak. I don't know if we're on a downfall. I don't know if we're still going up, but flat. Where, where do you, what's your read on it right now? Yeah, like I know what you mean. Like I felt like 2019 was kind of a peak year for a lot of people. And then, um, yeah, because I, I felt like that was like a super good year. My other years after that were like, yeah, kind of the same, basically. <clears throat> Not necessarily any more growth, but yeah, similar. Um, Cause yeah, just like the way that I'm making videos, seeing like, you know, the performance of everything, things are different now than they were like three years ago in terms of like what seems to work so much, I guess. Like, I think people are just not as stoked on like fun riding videos like they used to be because it's kind of oversaturated, I figure. Right. That kind of stuff. What, what do you mean by a fun riding video? Like riding this cool epic trail. And it was awesome. <laughs> like, like, you know, just, you, how you title the and th okay. thumbnail those kind of videos. Like, maybe you don't necessarily do anything that super spectacular, but just, I don't know. Cause yeah, I, I've done some, some really fun ride videos, like uh, maybe last year riding here and there, maybe North Shore stuff. And uh, yeah, it does seem like, you know, maybe the performance isn't quite the same. Like, maybe I got to rethink kind of what I'm doing or is it even worth making some of these videos like this? Um, I think people are interested in seeing the more standout type of videos like, um, trail building has been really popular. We've seen, you know, Matt Jones and other stuff. Um, I'm trying to do more trail building now because that does seem to work really well. And it's also something new to do. It's just kind of fresh and different and yeah, it looks like it should work well. People are pretty interested in that. So that's what I'm doing now. This year is much more building. Um, instead of, you know, those kind of riding videos, because I don't know, just trying to figure out like, yeah, what, what works exactly? Like, what are people really wanting to see? Right? Like, I don't know, it's not always the same. So uh, how many people you say it's saturated? How, like, what's it like nowadays today versus 2016? <laughs> I mean, 2016? Yeah, there was barely any buddy there like that's when like people like seth bike hacks and bkxc were like just like brand new channels like small and like yeah stuff where people were just starting to you know use gimbals for example and and that was kind of a interesting kind of little boom of like gimbal riding videos and that was kind of interesting to watch mm -hmm. like so everybody would just like post their riding videos with their stabilized footage and then that would kind of yeah be attractive but then how how often can you just make a simple like here, look, I'm riding a place with nice stabilized footage. Like that only lasts for so long until people get tired of that. Then they need to see something more interesting, you know? And this is why, yeah, it's like make more kind of story into your video, right? Like make it more interesting. Like, um, and I'm personally also looking at, you know, just with my boost monster, just like playing with more interesting bikes and stuff and um, things like that. Just trying to make it more interesting, right? Because it's like, I don't know, how can I make these videos really stand out or be more interesting do you, do you ever find yourself like on that hamster wheel of like oh man like should i make this video how do i make this video different can i just go ride my bike today and film it is that good enough like do you have that same sort of self-doubt in your head that we all do i suppose yeah probably <laughs> yeah so what like how do you overcome that how do you go into a video and you're like this is a good idea i'm gonna dedicate a week of my time or however long you take to film it how do you kind of get through that yeah, I've been thinking about that a lot, I guess, because, yeah, some, some videos I made last year, I realized, like, I shouldn't even bother making. <laughs> like, it just wasn't. Hindsight's always perfect. Yeah, 2020, yeah. though. Mm -hmm. I know. So, like, 
this year, because I am trying to be more intentional with what I make now this year, like on my main channel. So first of all, I'm <clears throat> not trying to upload every week like I was sort of trying to do. I'm not even trying that now. It's more about every other week is what I'll more aim for now on my main channel. Um, and yeah, make just make sure every video is has some reason to, I don't know, exist on my main channel. But so more building videos. Maybe if I can ride like a sick new big feature that's like worthy, you know, like I finally hit this, you know, huge drop or huge jump kind of thing. That could be worthy, depends. Um, I guess I'll have to kind of figure it out as I go along. I mean, I'm, there's only so much planning you can do. And then sometimes, you know, when you're riding, like maybe you can pull a video out of this or maybe not. But what I, what one thing that I did do, because I do like making those riding videos, I made a second YouTube channel called Jordan Boost Master Raw. And so that's where I'm putting just those riding videos. So for this year, I'm actually going to do a lot more uh, riding videos on there. So sometimes where I would have made a main channel video, where I would have like tried to make a story out of it, put the voice over the music. Now I'm just making a simple raw cut out of it, spend way less time editing, put it on my raw channel. There's still definitely a market for it. Like if you see people like Dangerous Dave, Van Can, Dale Stone, those guys all have pretty similar channels. That's what my second channel will kind of be like, similar to those, where it's just, it's a really fun ride. I don't need to spend forever making this video and hoping to get 100,000 views because whatever, I can spend way less time, put on my second channel, grow that channel, hopefully, and get some decent views, decent return on it. And then uh, for my main channel, I just keep with the most uh, interesting videos possible, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah, a little bit more polish, a little bit. Yeah. Call them higher end yeah. videos. Yeah. Okay. Because I do enjoy, I just, I enjoy making those riding videos, like riding these sick trails and just, I don't know, I like showcasing that kind of footage though, just having a blast on a bike. But I just, I'm just not sure that it, it fits as well with my main channel. If, if I'm doing all this building stuff and like, or if I'm, I don't know. <laughs> what are your thoughts on injury and like putting your health at risk to make a video? Because it seems like people are into the just showing up to a cool trail and going for a ride and experiential video. It seems like the hook a lot of time is this rider is insane and he's going to do something crazy. And I deal with that sometimes where, yeah, you know, I, I like to make the films. I like to make content, blah, blah. But I also, you know. I guess to some degree, I, you could call me a professional mountain biker in that way, but not in the way that it, it's almost a, it's discrediting the professional mountain bikers who genuinely put their self at risk to, you know, make a living. Mm -hmm. Like, wh where do you lie with uh, putting yourself at risk? I mean, yeah, I, I really am not very interested in, in hurting myself so much. <laughs> like, I'm not so young anymore. Um. I'm like 33. I'm not like some 20 year old kid nowadays. I don't know. I can't like heal the same. Someone who's way. 40 is groaning right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, I don't know, especially ever since I <clears throat> got my concussion in 2020, like that kind of messed me up and changed me. I was like, oh man, like I, I don't know. I, I kind of started to just ride more cautiously at that point, honestly. Okay. Um, but I, I have kind of noticed like, oh, am I not pushing myself anymore very much? Like that's not good either. It is interesting to watch a rider who's like pushing himself and like, yeah. And I feel like, ah, oh, maybe I got to kind of go back to that again and try to really push myself more. But I know I hate injuring myself. It just, I guess I had it, had the attitude before of like, well, I'm self-employed. It's actually fine to injure myself because I don't know, then I don't necessarily lose work. Like maybe I can still edit stuff, 
but sometimes not even not really like if i have a cast on my hand i can't really even edit much like that's happened before and i don't know there's different ideas of like i've heard some people say oh no well if you're self-employed you really don't want to get injured i don't know whatever i it's whatever i Bottom line is I don't like getting injured. So <laughs> do you, have you ever considered yourself a professional mountain biker? Do you think that's uh fair to say in any, in any circumstance? Not really. I don't know. Not really. I, I'd say I'm more of a filmmaker first and like a rider second kind of idea. That's how I would describe myself. But, um, but what about when you film yourself on a GoPro and you're just shredding as fast as you can and then you upload that to your raw channel? Well, what's the difference between what you've just done and the, you know, I won't name any names, but the sponsored factory mm-hmm. rider who just did the same thing. He yeah. gets paid a salary. He put on his GoPro and he's like, yeah, I'll upload this to my YouTube. And he, yeah. what's the difference? Yeah. And then there's not really much difference. All right. So <laughs> it's settled. Fine. You're a professional mountain biker. <laughs> we'll put that in the description. Yeah. I guess the idea is <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I'm not. Why that sound? <laughs> Very misplaced. No, that's good. That's uh, what I'll That was you. the soccer bobber. Don't. Yeah. I guess I'm not looking to like get good enough to like enter competitions, for example. Like I'm I'm not gonna do rampage. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try. Do you think that's what it means to be a professional mountain biker is to do competition? What about the professional mountain bikers who've never been in a competition, never done a race? Yeah, yeah. They're in just a lifestyle athletes. Right. Yeah, maybe I'll maybe you could call me more a lifestyle athlete. I don't know, but yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, I, I, I guess I asked because there's this kind of beef that I see online between, um, I don't know. Well, it's basically people who think that you mount by YouTubers mm-hmm. are taking away from, uh, racers, the, the racers mm-hmm. or yes. the slope style riders or people who deserve the money more. Right, air right, quoting. Right. Um, yeah, we're, I don't know. Do you think it's justified? Do you think there's some logic there? You think it's silly? Do you think it's nonsense? Yeah, I mean, I guess like the there's there's definitely um influence going on in like the in whether you want to call it lifestyle athlete or whatever. Like there's definitely <clears throat> people are definitely influenced by some of these like YouTubers that may be not as great of writers, but I I don't want to say like one is more important than the other or anything. If anything, I might say that the the traditional like racing or the the pros might be a bit more important. Maybe I'd lean that way. They're more important than the more kind of social media types, but there's a place for both for sure. I, I'm totally open to like there being totally a place for both. The the good thing about the pro riders, the ones that are doing competitions, they're really pushing the sport. Like they're pushing their riding capabilities. That's also affecting like the way that bikes are being made. <laughs> I mean, like that what goddamn thirty two inch bikes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and um, yeah, which is really important. You know, it's just that like certain personalities like on social media they can be really relatable well that's great that's cool maybe one of the criticisms maybe about some of the pro riders racers is like maybe you just don't know them well enough or or maybe they just don't have good enough person great enough personalities but hey at least they could uh they show the capabilities of bikes i don't know there's a place for it all i mean i'm not yeah i'm open to it all kind of thing but uh i guess like one thing that i like about me is i'm trying to like because I do want to be seen as more of an advanced rider. So I, that's why, yeah, I do like to kind of push myself more and stand out as a bit more of like, I'm not just some super average intermediate rider that's making videos. I like standing out as like someone who's like actually riding pretty advanced stuff and also making videos. So I like to kind of 
Yeah, I like to kind of stand out in that way. I'll say it for you, Jordan. You're a shredder. We've ridden with you (laughs) and you're super fast and we can't keep up with you. But also you crash. Uh, you crash uh, maybe uh, once a video on your, <laughs> on your channel. <laughs> I think you've crashed a couple times in front of me. Yeah. But when you're going that fast, you know, take chances, I guess. Super technical. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And I guess that's where, like, yeah, making the whole Boost Monster bike, trying to see the capabilities of that. Like, I want to hit some like, huge drops, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to hit the Toonie drop with that thing. What? That's, that's the Whoa. Way. Holy yeah. shit. He just made that claim <laughs> on the podcast. We got the. F- is that a scoop? Give me money, give me money, give me yeah, money. He's going to sponsor this guy. Yeah, so. He's going to do it on 32-inch wheels. You want to <laughs> yeah. hit the, t- the toonie drop on that bike? Yeah. It would be easier on that bike than on an 8-inch modern bike, I think. That's have you the tested idea. the head tube? Dude, <laughs> well, I still I, I do have more testing to do, but... Um, <laughs> oh, hell no! What is the biggest <laughs> drop you've ever hit? Like, ever? Oh, I don't even know. Maybe it was like not even 20 feet i don't even know because i've done like some like gaps where it's not like really just a drop but like a, yeah i don't know all the measurements but like 15 to 20 foot in vertical drop is probably about the biggest but i want to go bigger <laughs> like because i because drops i don't have that big of a problem with drops like there's a number of times when like i'm standing on a drop with other people they're like what that's crazy i'm like i think i could do that <laughs> like and I don't know, maybe I just have those kind of eyes. Like I, I just not as scared of drops. So like I've stood on top of the toonie drop and I'm thinking, hmm. Yeah. With my boost monster. Holy maybe, yeah. fucking shit. <laughs> Dude, that is crazy. I, I'm impressed just that you even thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, cause I have been thinking about it for the last like few years. Oh, yeah. But one of the problems though, is that okay, the landing, I don't know. It does seem like a bit, you know, it's harsh of course. Um, with an eight inch bike, people have said like, oh yeah, maybe like there's been like some concussion symptoms or concussion just from the whiplash, right? Yeah. Max said that yeah. he was on the pod a few episodes ago. Yeah. And I'm not interested in putting myself through that. I'm not interested in putting myself through that kind of a whiplash or, or hurting myself like that. And that's why more suspension is safer basically. And that's why I say like, yeah, if I, if I have the boost monster for that, I'm definitely much more interested in that for sure. hundred percent. What's what's a good drop that exists to kind of work your way up to the tuning? I mean, yeah. Cause there's not even a ton of drops. I know like, like what I'm thinking of like clown shoes at the Whistler bike park has a decent drop there that you can send really deep. Yeah. And I have to, yeah, I'll, I'll try that one, like send it deep and see how that feels. But even then that's probably like 15 or 20. If you send it deep, maybe it's, you maybe go 20 deep. I don't know. I what don't about, know. what about, Building one on your property, mm-hmm. a little training <laughs> facility. Mm, oh, the exactly. eyebrows are raising. Oh, yeah. that's a good idea. Oh, wow, I didn't think of that. <laughs> Dude, yeah, there's got to be like the perfect rock, though. That's you don't just find a toonie drop anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just build you? out of wood, make a ladder <laughs> bridge. Yeah, yeah. That's how the the old school did. No, for sure. Actually, yeah. that's true. Yeah, I mean, um, because like even in Utah, there's some really cool stuff. Um, and I've hit some stuff, but nothing quite so big yet so i'd love to kind of revisit there but um yeah oh i didn't even hit the brutus gap yet that's so dumb at cyprus i i should have rode it like years ago i so i have to ride that like this spring I'll, I'll do it on my boost monster i'll do it on my enduro bike probably 
Um, they, please call us when you go do that. I want to see. Yeah, yeah I would sure. love to see the Goose Monster. <laughs> Are they yeah. shutting that down soon? Jason said there's like gates around it. Yeah. So there's yeah. for the people that don't live here. <laughs> there's a drop on a mountain called Cypress, and it's a very famous drop called Brutus. You can but, see it in the Lone Ranger's last video. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's in a lot of videos. Very very old school drop, and mm-hmm. um, unfortunately they're building homes there. They're gonna. It's a whole property mm-hmm. development. So Ooh, one day sale? it's gonna be gone. Oh, yeah nice. i heard that yeah so yeah i'm gonna have to try and go there this like spring next i haven't done it either months, like, i have the same same issue i saw jason do it have he just it. did it out nice. of nowhere on a brand new bike first ride nice. and then he cased the shit out of it somehow just a little bit yeah yeah okay. yeah it's, oh, well it's yeah. pretty chill i think nice. you would have yeah, no problem yeah, yeah. i have all because i first seen it in 2016 and i was like considering doing it at that point on my old like norco truax and uh but i didn't um the guy i was with like my friend ben he like he, he cased it and then he like freaking tomahawk flips. Okay, that's really stump. casing the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah, well, when you case a jump that that's is that big, it looks a little aggressive, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, and then um, but no, for sure. Like on my property, I've been um, trying to eye up like what I can build. So I've just built a rock drop. It's about twelve feet, twelve foot drop. It's, it's like super easy. <laughs> it's like it's actually kind of technical running. It's really cool because it's like I don't know the run the takeoff is actually angled downward like this so then the landing we had to make sure it's a bit steeper so you're going off like this and you're landing like this it's a bit awkward but it is fun it uh yeah it's a test you i guess but uh that's fun and then uh yeah just trying to figure out like different stuff i'm trying to build there's there's some cool rock rocky areas i want to build some some bigger drops too and um yeah i think there's lots we can do in my place as well I uh I just realized we were supposed to do the podcast, this podcast at the Air Rec Center after learning your first backflip on right. the airbag. We talked about because you haven't you haven't done <laughs> yeah. a backflip yet. Right. Still, not like not to dirt or whatever. Not okay. But like I practiced in like a foam pit. Okay. Years ago. Not the airbag though. Not the airbag. I the airbag. I kind of hate the airbag. I, I I hurt myself on the airbag. I love foam pits more actually. I don't hurt myself. Yeah. I don't know. I like the airbag. It's easy to get off foam pits like <laughs> so hard to get out of yeah, i had an easy time getting out of a foam pit and then with airbags i would land and then i would just like slide off and like hit my shoulders on like the cement on the ground because i would just like slide right off <laughs> oh my god i don't know i didn't i didn't wasn't doing it too well but i think they put sidings on it like foam or air padding sidings on it now since because that was a few years ago since i was there last but I was going to ask a question, but I'll save it for the this or that later. <laughs> Is it airbag or foam pit? <laughs> no, it's, uh, I'll just go for it now. I was going to ask you, would you rather do your first backflip to dirt or hit the toonie drop on your boost monster? I'm a little scared to ask this. If you ever do end up doing the toonie, don't let me know. I don't want to be there. I'll watch it on YouTube. I mean... Hmm. Well, I would just want to like without any without even practicing backflips yet because I, I haven't yeah, no, tried no them prep. in like years. No prep. Okay, then I'll just do the tuning drop on my boost. Oh monster. my god, <laughs> you're insane! I need to do some Holy more practice on my backflips. You are shit. insane. <laughs> you are insane. Tell us more about this property you have. This is pretty uh, sweet. It mm-hmm. looks like a massive area. Yeah, it's about ten acres. Yeah, it's pretty exciting actually. So, so I've been you're there for a about... millionaire. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna do this. I'm rich, <laughs> so that's a lot of pizzas yeah so well i'm a co-owner with my brother i couldn't have gotten it by myself or anything so, so. he's a millionaire <laughs> he's an accountant he's yeah he does well for himself but uh 
Yeah, and then uh, well, I'm only a 25% owner of it. He's a 75% owner. He, he's got his whole family and everything. Basically, soon we're going to be doing construction, um, tearing down the house that I'm currently living in. I'm there by myself right now, but we're tearing the house down, doing construction, building a whole new house for them, a uh, coach house and a suite for myself. And then, um, yeah, otherwise, uh, yeah, I've been building, trying to build some features and and short trails and stuff. So 10 acres, it's, yeah, there's a bit of everything. It's really cool. There's some like cliffs, there's big boulders and rocks and stuff, and there's some more mellow stuff. Like right now I'm building a big step down jump and it's, it's has a huge landing where you can kind of go as far as you want, which is going to be fun for like practicing what it feels like to get huge air. So I think it's like, I didn't make the lip yet, but from where it is, I think it's like maybe 25 feet out to like 15 feet down maybe. And then it's just got a super long landing, which is just really cool. So that'll be a video you'll see pretty soon. And a rock drop build video will be next week, which by the time this goes up, it'll be up already. But yeah, yeah. It's exciting. You also have some wildlife. Yeah, yeah. I've been uh, using my game cameras and uh, <clears throat> seen uh, Cougar a couple times. And uh, that was Same Cougar? Probably or, the same okay. one. Yeah, it was always between like 2.30 and 3 a.m. every time. That's kind of interesting. It's right like, when you wake up <laughs> to, go deliver, <laughs> to go deliver bread. He has a bag of bread in its mouth. He's just walking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, uh, yeah, no, there's lots of deer. There's, um, you know, there, there's like a family of bears that kind of cross along. You can kind of see some of the animal paths in the areas and, um, and then up the mountain a little bit too. And uh, yeah, so that's pretty cool actually. And um, yeah, what else? Coyotes. Things like that. So I'm like, I think I saw like a porcupine or whatever it was, some random animals, but oh, bobcats. Yeah. There's like one bobcat that kind of oh, wow. walks around. It's kind of interesting. Any in real life encounters? Uh, I've seen the bobcat like once in real life, but it was scared of me. And then the bears were all scared of me. Um, yeah. And then just some deer. And you haven't seen the cougar yet, though. Not in real life. Are you uh, concerned I, at all about that? Maybe a little. I don't, yeah, I don't care to see that one in person so much. I was kind of like, I was kind of glad that like they were, it was always at like in the middle of the night mm. at, in the nighttime. So I was like, okay. But then I haven't seen it on the game cameras since that was just in like an October, September, October time frame. I don't know. <laughs> but. Curious about the game cameras. Actually, I always wondered, do you, is it just like a live feed to your phone or do you have to take like a memory card out? Yeah. I mean, there's different kinds you can get. So no. we just got the simple ones where you just have to take the memory card out. Okay bring it to my computer so they're the dumb kind yeah i see which is fine but uh yeah and actually um because i've been uh getting interested in uh you know seeing all the, the deer in my property i've actually been getting into hunting and getting interested in that i actually did a hunting course a couple of weeks ago uh so i uh did a course to get my pal which is to get my firearm license i can get a rifle and a shotgun and then the next day was a hunter seminar where then i do the core test so then you can get a hunter's license and so this fall will be like the hunting season. And then uh, I'm interested in doing some deer hunting and maybe duck hunting. Nice. I think that would actually be pretty fun. Are you allowed to hunt on your property or would you have to go to somewhere? I think I sh I'm pretty sure I can. I, I need to remember all the, the rules and stuff, but um, I think I, I can. Okay. And yeah, and just off of it. But yeah. Who would have known? You got another talent. You're going to have to get another fridge. Yeah, for all exactly. those porcupines. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why such a big property? Why? What, what do you guys need ten acres for? Is it an investment, or is it you guys got plans to make the next berm peak? 
boost peak <laughs> boost peak. yeah <laughs> yeah pretty much um yeah i mean i don't know it's just a beautiful property it's just really epic i didn't even see it. my brother was the one who's mm. looking for the place and he just called me up if he if i want to like, kind of join with him in on it cool. and um i was like yeah that'd be super cool and then we look at it and i was like wow this is actually really cool and then my brother's like yeah and you know you're free to kind of build whatever whatever stuff you want so it's like okay perfect so yeah there's tons of stuff to build on it and oh yeah it's just a great like especially for me for like my youtube channel it's a good investment for because i just get so much content i can build stuff and just ride like right on my property on once i get some more stuff built i'll invite people over i'll invite some of you guys over if you want to come and yeah try ride it yeah i'll awesome. bring my airbag we'll yeah. learn yeah, uh, yeah. black flips yeah yeah exactly I'll, and jason will bring his toonie drop yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> yeah jesus i'd love to come but yeah 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 not on the toonie drop i uh I, want, I wanted to explore more about uh your place in youtube royalty and uh you have amassed a big following and I'm sure when you show up to someplace like Whistler, you're practically a celebrity when you show up. Am I, is that accurate? Yeah, like tons of people there know me, I guess. Like they do recognize me at Whistler especially. And same with other bike parks in BC too. But yeah, Whistler does kind of stand out. It's, it seems as if like practically everyone <laughs> kind of knows who I am. Just funny. It's cool. It's, it's a fun kind of thing, you know. What do they usually say when they come up? Do they say Boostmaster? Yeah, something what? like that. Yeah, something like that. Or they're like, yeah, I, I love your videos. Or like, I watch all your videos or something like that. Yeah, just something cool like that, which what, is what, fun. What, uh, what age usually? Is there, is there a certain age or is it? I guess usually they like... would be like teenagers or younger typically. Yeah, just kind of the younger ages typically that would yeah. be the ones to kind of come up to you and say hi. Not always though. But uh, typically, yeah, the, the kids or and then like, you know, they'll want get to get a picture with me. That'll happen. That happened um, quite a bit this past year. And like at Crankworks, for example, when everyone's there. And yeah, so that's fun. It, it's a fun kind of thing, you know. And it's cool. I, I you know, I, I pretty much say yes to everyone to like take a picture with them. Sure. Why not? Right. It's fun. Um, I think there was one time I said no, only because I was kind of like too much in a hurry. And some guy was like 30 feet away. Goran, can I get a picture with you? I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm going to the lifts. I gotta go ride him in a hurry. <laughs> so nice, so polite. He's listening right now. He just disliked this video. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and any uh, any other weird or awkward fan encounters you remember and come to mind, or any anything maybe not weird, any positive ones, any super fans, any stalkers? Uh, yeah, I don't think there's any like weird ones as far as I could tell. I don't think there's any ones or any that like stood out that much it's just kind of you know some people ask me to like you know autograph their helmet okay sure whatever that's cool um i don't know just simple stuff like that or just get a picture with them yeah that's cool nothing that stands out that much yeah who, who were your uh mountain bike idols growing up i, I or always, maybe still are yeah like because i was big into like dirt jumping and slope style like 10 12 years ago so like i would watch all the slope style comps uh i loved Mar martin soderstrom he was one of my kind of favorites uh slope style riders uh mike montgomery when he was the thing that was really Whoa, cool that's a throwback yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly the, he mike montgomery he was uh my coach at camp champions oh cool yeah, yeah. nice awesome dude yeah and like you know just uh seeing some of those you know in those old movies rome 
the collective, you know, seasons like, you know, the riders in there, you know, I loved seeing Thomas Vanderham or, um, what were some of those other names? Uh, I like Matt Hunter was cool. And like Steve Romanuk, you know, I, yeah, I don't know. Just people like that. I thought were pretty cool to, to watch and stuff. And have you ever had a, a starstruck moment meeting someone you looked up to? Uh, not necessarily. Or who are you most excited to meet in person? Yeah. Oh, I was wanting to meet like Fabio Widmer. He, yeah, I've seen him at like Whistler, but I never like met him. I never like talked to him, but I thought like, oh, it'd be cool to, to meet him or something. But uh, yeah, he seems cool. <laughs> that guy is next level. Guys. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I can't cool. comprehend the things that he, do- he does. I know. It's nuts. <laughs> yeah. Like insane. The thing that comes to mind is balancing the dam along that railing. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, just bonkers. I would probably rather i don't i'm not sure which rat i would rather watch in person fabio riding the dam or you doing the tuning drop <laughs> sorry I'm, I'm still scared yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know so what is youtube currently like for you now like where what's next what are you you know you're, you're kind of dealing with some questions same questions we're kind of wondering too mm-hmm. it's like so saturated trying to figure out how to stand out so much emphasis on like thumbnails and titles now mm-hmm. it's like yeah yeah it's not even right. yeah you can't just feel like you can go out for a mountain bike ride now <laughs> like all of this considered has it taken the fun out of it for you or is it still something you're really enjoying moving forward i mean in some ways like it's some ways you could say yeah it's taking a bit of the fun out of it you could say to, to a degree but then that's why i have to like kind of switch things up to kind of keep it fresh again right and so yeah like i'm trying not to I don't want to make too many videos. I'm I'm being okay with like making a bit less videos for the sake of making better quality videos. And just so that I can like really make sure I'm seeing with like good eyes, like what am I making? And like, is this going to work? Is this good? Is this worth making? Because otherwise before when I'm like trying too hard to like keep up with a certain upload schedule, I almost like lose sight, I think, of of what I should even be making. I almost start to think like, oh, of course I'll make this video. I feel like that can kind of work. I'll just make that one. But it's like I'm not like taking a step back enough. And I feel like, yeah, maybe I kind of need to do that a bit more, making sure that I'm being on the right track and stuff. So, yeah, I don't know, that kind of stuff. Um, like I'm, I went ski biking a while back, and that's one cool video that I'm excited to make. So I think that'll be interesting, you know. And, um, yeah, just, you know, building stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. Ski biking is uh that's it's like the bike with instead of wheels it's the skis. Yeah, basically, yeah. It looks it's, terrifying. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. cuz there're actually different types of ski bikes, right? Like there's different types and some look pretty cool and different than others. Uh the ones that we were on, it's the same kind that the you'll see on the Lone Ranger channel where you're you're kind of more elevated on on pedals and then yeah, just one ski in the back, one ski in the front. There's other cool ones too where it's like you got like two skis in the back and your feet are on the skis. I'd love to try those, but I've never tried those ones yet. Where do you go cool. ski biking? We, at the time, we went at Sun Peaks. They, and you're allowed on the lift? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. That does sound like a good mountain to go to. What do, what do you yeah. think the best bike park is? I would have to say Whistler is my favorite right now for bike parks. And, uh, but is it the best? <laughs> is that go hand in hand, your favorite and the best? I'd say so. Yeah. Like, it's really big like it's i think it is the biggest bike park as far as i can tell i don't yeah got it which is which is one thing i mean i love the kind of you know the terrain you know the forest and stuff and 
the rock and like dirt stuff, the float trails, the tech trails, like I think they kind of got it all. What, so, what's what's like a mountain bike trail that you hate? <laughs> Dreaded mountain bike trail. <laughs> um, there's got to be something that you're not having a great time on. Or will you make the the best of any situation? Yeah, like like at Whistler particularly. No, or anywhere, just anywhere, any any type of trail you avoid. The generic blue flow trails <laughs> that are just so boring, <laughs> like just like berms and berms and berms and oh, there's a roller. I guess you could kind of gap that. I don't know. Like they're they're not very original. They're not interesting enough to me. <laughs> what what's your bread and butter then? Uh, jump trails or yeah, a bit of you everything. I love master. I love my variety. Like because yeah, I was really big into like only jump trails for the most part until I got a downhill bike. Then I was like, oh, tech trails are super sick. They're so fun. And I, I love a variety. I can never just ride the same thing all day. So, yeah, I, I always have to do switch it up all the time. Like if I'm at Whistler, you know, like, oh, yeah, like if I'm doing one full day at Whistler, maybe I'm doing like a line twice only and like Dirt Merchant a couple times. But I'm riding like Schleyer. I'm doing maybe Canadian Open, going up to Garbanzo, doing some, you know, Fat Crabat, Original Sin, you know, maybe a bit of Freight Train, just everything, Captain Safety in deep a bit, just I don't know, everything, the, the blacks and double blacks, you know, crab apple hits. Um, I don't actually ride that too often, but yeah, that's always fun, obviously. Crab apple hits. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a big trail. Yeah. 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 Well, if you ever do come by and hit that toonie drop, I did mention that uh, I don't want to be there, but, uh, you know, if you need another camera angle, maybe we'll show up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry, awesome. I keep bringing it back, but it's just in the, ba- it's in the back of my head like, dear God. It's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Jason, should we should we get to the thing? I think we should do the thing. I think it's time for the this okay. or that. Whoa, you've been have you been writing these as we go? There's, there's a long list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been you know producing and, and soundboarding and talking same time. Are you sure it wasn't the <laughs> soccer bobber? <laughs> yeah. Jason, are you or sorry, uh, Jordan? Are you familiar with the? With the with the this or thating, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we, Whoa, okay. we I don't even think we asked uh, the first question. I was going to ask is where did the name come from? Boostmaster is there a special story there? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. So this was when I was in the mountain bike operations program. So this is two thousand eight, two thousand nine. I'm on the Sunshine Coast, so I'm just like with all these like mountain bikers, right? Living in a house with like four or five guys. Um, we would just give each other a bunch of nicknames, and then I had a couple nicknames. Paladin was one. Um, Paladin? What? Yeah, yeah. Did you play Diablo? Holy Warrior or whatever. <laughs> but um, I don't know. We gave all each other these dumb nicknames. And then um, one guy just gave me a nickname Boostmaster because I would ride the longest jumps. That was why. Mm, and like so over was, there on the Sunshine Coast? Yeah. Oh, okay. And, and yeah, I was just like, I was less afraid to like hit some of these longer, longer jumps and stuff. And you know, I would show them like the stuff I'd wrote in, you know, in Abbotsford, like at Ledgeview, there's like the 35 foot gap, there's a 45 foot gap. And then um, most of them wouldn't, haven't ridden stuff like that. And um, so, yeah, then one guy just kind of came up with the name Boostmaster. I really like that. I, it just stuck with me. I was like, yeah, I'm going to use that. <laughs> the Boostmaster. Boost yeah, it just rolls off the tongue. Yeah, Legit yeah. name. Jackson Goldstone might be stealing your steez. He calls himself the Boost Bro. I, Boost Bro. I noticed that actually. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. One, yeah just serve them <laughs> some papers yes <laughs> dmca takedown yeah, yeah. <laughs> just for the word boost yeah you keep bro <laughs> all right let's do it jason i'll i'll say that i'll do the this or that and you do the music this time yeah i can do that all right let's okay. drop in you ready Jordan? oh actually mm-hmm. oh god i'm gonna mess up the first one <laughs> what do you mean i don't know how to say that word i don't know what it is oh um 
You could just do that. I'll try. Oh, he, he's phonetically spelling it out for me. And now everybody's going to know what. Oh, it's. T- <laughs> you have no idea what's going on. All right, all right, all right. Okay, <laughs> anyways, Hollywood moment. Okay. Ready? We're going. Monster T or the Riss Bigfoot? I'm gonna, I'll go for the Monster T. I've never ridden the Rissy Bigfoot, so I don't even know. What, is it, did I say it right? Riss? Or Rissy? I don't even know. Oh, God, I, I think it's Riss. I don't know. All right. Nor- Norco VPS or Rocky Mountain RMX? Mm, good question. <laughs> yes. They're all good questions, Jordan. Uh, I'll go with the Norco VPS. Wrong! <laughs> Pedaling or lift access? <laughs> oh, lift access. Of course. Wrong! <laughs> Digging or riding? I mean riding. <laughs> Jumps or steeps? Jumps. Chin mount or chest mount camera? Chin mount. New World Disorder or Cranked? I mean New World, New World Disorder, I'll say. Video of the day on Pinkbike or 100,000 views on YouTube today? 100,000 views on YouTube, obviously. Yeah. Okay, okay. Video of the day on Pinkbike today or 10,000 views on YouTube today? <laughs> Maybe I'll still go with 10,000 views take on that, YouTube. Take that, VOD. <laughs> Wearing roach full shin pads on a five-hour ride? Yes. Oh, sorry. Yes. On a five-hour ride? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do that. <laughs> or having no dropper post on a five-hour ride. Roach shin pads. Okay. Uh, fist bump or high five? Fist bump. Of course. Dirt merchant or A-line? Dirt merchant. Joyride or rampage? Rampage. Jumps or drops? Drops. Tech or flow? I'll say flow for now. Yeah. Oh, for okay. now. That, that, that was a blue flow trail, by the way. Oh, you crap. Traitor. Crap. Broken head tube or broken wrist? Oof. Both shit. Both a shit sandwich. Yeah, maybe maybe broken head tube. Oh, okay. There's a lot in that question, Jason, all right? <laughs> okay, Panago or Domino's? Domino's. Delivering pizza or delivering bread? Delivering pizza. Skinnies or teeter-totters? Hmm. Mm. Teeter-totters. Good brakes or good suspension? Good suspension. Boost monster or enduro bike? <laughs> Boost monster. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> kind of question? <laughs> Delete that. Cut that from the pod. Cut nope. that. <laughs> Cut that. Even the next one. Uh, oh, actually, who knows? Christmas or Wismas? Oh. Mm. Wismas. No hander or no footer? No footer. 26 inch or 27.5 inch? Maybe I'll just say 26 inch for now. Uh, 32 inch wheels or a fat bike uh, mullet? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Fat bike mullet then. Filming or editing? Filming. Wet trails or dusty trails? Mm. Hmm. Well, wet. Teeter teeter totters or wall rides? Wall rides. New school or old school? Old school. Old school. And that is this or that, everybody. Well, did you? Jason's implying that you lost. What? How does that work? I I felt great about that. I felt great about that, Jordan. I thought you did great. I meant to do this one. I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, the judges over the corner, uh, we spoke to the soccer bopper, and the soccer bopper says, All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Thank you for feeding off of us today, Jordan mm-hmm. Boostmaster. Wait, wait, Thank wait. You. Before what? you leave. What? The elephant in the room. Oh. Oh, yeah. We, we have uh, some spicy dice here. 
Hmm. Uh, have you heard of Spicy Dice? Not really. I don't think so. This was our first and only podcast sponsor. <laughs> yes. Uh, take a look. Uh, we're going to gift you Spicy Dice of your choice today. Nice. Um, we have the... Are there like different names? I don't know. They're all just Spicy Dice. We have Spicy Dice in red. Mm. These are valve cap the classic. covers for your oh, tires. Sick. Mm-hmm. Well, that is cool. We have the Spicy Dice in purple. I don't know if you have a purple bike. We have... Oh, these ones... <laughs> this this one has a marijuana leaf. It's the spicy dice in weed, and then we have the yellow and the blue. Oh. I oh, these would look great on your fuel, Jason. Mm, the yellow mm, on yellow. That's true. Okay, I like like the transparency of this one. Kind of wish that some of the others had like that transparent look to them. Crap. I but want you to take the cool weed thing. ones and put them on your boost monster. Okay, <laughs> I demand. Uh, <laughs> you can you I can make your decision. That's a tough decision. I might have to go with the blues because blue is a good solid color too. Wrong right. <laughs> trap door. Uh, yeah. Thanks for feeding off us. Uh, do you feel well fed today? Yes, I do. Very, Thank you very much. Very good. Ooh, yeah, we hope full. you had fun. Uh, anything to plug? Where can people find your videos and your stuff? Yeah. So Jordan Boostmaster for everything. YouTube, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and everything. So yeah, that's about it, I guess. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks, man. Thanks yeah, for coming. Yeah, yeah thanks, guys. I enjoy uh, watching fun. this progression into the Toonie Drop series. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, hey, now you guys are giving me the, all this pressure. Crap. I don't yeah. know. Well, you hey, said you it. Said it. <laughs> no, shoot. You uh, said it. Hey, if you back out, I won't be upset. I won't be upset. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. I like the idea of it. Me too. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. But yeah, thanks for all you've done on yeah. YouTube. You know, you paved the way for many people. And yeah. cool to watch you grow as a creator over the years. So, yeah, mm. cool. Thanks. Cheers. Thanks, guys. All right. Um, and what, as what always, do we say? What? Oh yeah, we didn't do that in the last. I podcast. know we didn't. I was, oh my god, Dave's gonna be pissed. Oh my, but whatever. God. He was the here. only time I missed it. But uh, first, uh, rate the podcast, yeah. uh, subscribe, do something uh, to make sure you get the next notification. All right, as always. Thank you for listening to Feeding Off Each Other. Please subscribe for more great podcasts. <laughs>